Hello everyone and welcome to the Clockwork Cantina. I am one of your hosts, Josh902, and this is the other host of the show. I'm DT3. What's going on, everyone? Hello. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? It looks like my mic is turned up extra loud. I need to turn that down. I need to turn myself down a little bit, I guess. Uh the volume down. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that is about. I was I was like in the red. I was like, oh, I'm busting eardrums here. That's usually not the way it goes, you know? That's weird. Anyway, how you guys doing? Welcome to episode 156 of the Clockwork Cantina. DT, I got distracted. Did we introduce ourselves already? We did. Yes, <laughs> okay. Yes, did. That shows you my attention span. Um, we're going to be talking uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon in the second half of the show, the usual news and stuff in the first half of the show. Um, I don't know what's going on with my hair, but it looks good. <laughs> I just keep looking. At, I looked over at DT, and I was like, "What the hell is going? I got Johnny Bravo hair going on or something." This is meanwhile, I'm like, meanwhile, I'm like, I know I'm not gonna have a good hair day today, so I just put the beanie on. I literally, I before the show started, like an hour before the show started, I had food cooking and I hopped in the shower real quick, and because I was just feeling kind of gross. And here we are. We're all clean and, and spiffy and looking nice. I think we look good, DT. I like your shirt. I love. I actually you, love you. your shirt. It's fantastic. Um, thank you. And yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and hop into it, shall we? What have you been up to this past week, my friend? Let me f get our text up here. This what? past week, I've been watching a lot of movies, like I have been for the you know past four months uh, or three months or whatever. How I have been this year? Uh, mm -hmm. so I've been watching a bunch of that. Um, so I've been watching, uh, I, I actually decided to go back and watch some of George Lucas's pre Star Wars movies. And so I watched THX 1138 and American Graffiti, and I uh enjoyed them both. Is that the first They're time both... you've seen American Graffiti? Uh, all the way through, yes, because I had seen wow. like bits and parts of it here and there, but yeah, I actually had never seen it. So, before, so. I've seen that movie a lot because it's one way. of my it's one of my dad's favorite movies. Like, it's one of my old man's favorites. It tells you a little bit about my dad. It's pretty cool, man. I I I I enjoyed. It. I like the whole like uh you know, we're in the early '60s and and you know we got uh, all the cool cars and you know we're, we're the basically the whole movie is like drive is like people driving around it's cruising you know yeah we're cruising. Yeah, you're just cruising you're just you know uh yeah it was, it was a lot of fun man it was it was really cool seeing like just george and his pre-star wars days you know with both thx and american graffiti because like you can kind of see you know it's funny because i got some andor vibes out of thx see i've never the, seen like, that one never seen thx yeah, that that would be interesting because uh, especially like the the prison stuff in in mm. Andor, I was like, mm, this is this is this is yeah. I was watching THX. I'm like, this is strong Andor vibes right here. But um, yeah, um, sure. yeah, no, they're both they're both good. I enjoyed them both. I'm glad I finally got to watch this. I've been meaning to watch them all the way through for years. Like I said, I've seen like American Graffiti like here and there, but like never the whole thing all the way. Fucking American Graffiti, it's like, oh man, here's the happy ending at the end spoiler alert then at the end they give you like this is what happened to this person and this person and this person and this guy you're you like you're like damn it has a sequel too are you gonna watch the sequel there's an american graffiti too by the way uh i didn't know there was a second one 
There is. I don't know. I guess it's George again. I I need to look at this actually. I'm gonna look this up really quick because I'm like Yeah, I, I I I had no idea that it was the second one. It is it is it is not a George movie, it doesn't look like. It's just based yeah. on his stuff. But it does have a sequel, yeah. follows the same characters. I uh yeah, it's I called More American it Graffiti, that's what it's called. More? Yeah, more American graffiti is what it's called. Uh yeah, I was gonna say I was trying to think of the timeline. I'm like, I don't think it would have been George because seventy. He did this one. He did that one in seventy three. Which yeah, I thought he might be involved in it. I couldn't remember. I know the second one is not nearly as good as that first one. That first one yeah. is pretty good. It's a good movie. I just yeah, I would imagine that he probably wouldn't have been involved because like right after that he probably would have got started on Star Wars like not long after because Star Wars came out in seventy seven, so he probably had like years, a few years there to kind of you know create it and and imagine no. it and. Even, even though he's not really involved in it, he, I guess he still got money out of it, right? Because it says based on his stuff. I guess. Probably, yeah. You reckon? Sorry, we never have these discussions at the start, but I'm just sitting here thinking about it. You think you got no, money he, out of it? I, I would say probably, you know, it's based off his 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 stuff, right? So I would imagine. I imagine. So. Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine he got money on it. That's cool. Uh, what else have you seen? I, I, I've, we went off uh, on a whole tangent there. I'm no, sorry. you're good. <laughs> Uh, I watched uh, this anime movie called "I Want to Eat Your Pancreas." <laughs> I also saw which that. Uh, I didn't know what to expect on it uh, with the title like that, but uh, no, it was actually it wasn't as I don't know, like it was and it wasn't as anime as I thought it was going to be. Anime? It wasn't that anime, like, really. Yeah, like like not it as was, anime. Yeah, it's not as anime as you would imagine. So it was, you know, it was, it wasn't bad. I, I I remember thinking going into this like, man, I'm probably not gonna like this. But then like, by the time I was over, it kind of, kind of started to win me over there towards the end. So I was like, okay. Yeah, I watched that. Uh, I watched the Disaster Artist, which is the movie that uh, James Franco and his brother did, based off of uh the making of The Room, which is the Tommy Wiseau movie, and. Man, that is <laughs> that's that's a it's something. Uh, I watched Lars and the Real Girl, which is basically a guy who obviously is named Lars, and he kind of has to deal with some stuff, and he the way he does it is through having like a sex doll girlfriend. And oh uh, goodness, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that's that's the real girl. Um and uh it's uh it's your boy Ryan Gosling as Lars, so it's it's it, it's honestly it's a pretty it's a pretty good movie and the stuff like the 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 stuff that it like deals with okay. with like, you know, somebody having to like deal with things kind of in the way that they can and like I was surprised mm -hmm. at like how like it is a little cringy there at the beginning, but then like as the, the movie kind of goes on, it's like um how people will support somebody as they, you know, go through something. I'm trying not to spoil things, but that's kind of I the gist of it. I got you. I got you. Uh, and I watched Come On, Come On, which is a Joaquin Phoenix movie. Uh, it's all in black and white, and it uh, it's basically like an uncle-nephew story. Um which is kind of cool. He he's kind of like goes around interviewing kids about their thoughts on the future and whatnot. And it's, this was pretty interesting. Um, 
What else? Oh, I watched the audition. Forgot about that one. Audition, a uh, movie from 1999. Um, basically, um, this guy, this guy's wife dies, and uh, he's like a company executive, and he like is invited to like sit in on auditions for actresses. Um, and this one girl catches his eye and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a Japanese movie. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought it was, uh, I thought it was pretty, pretty good. Um, but also weird. So if you want to see some weird, which I mean, you know, Japanese being weird, oh man, shocking, right? But say it ain't so. But no, it was, it, 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 I enjoyed it. Um. And then the last movie that I watched this week, or you know, within the past week, was Space Jam: A New Legacy. So I've I've been meaning to watch the new, the, you know, the most the the newest Space Jam, mm. and uh, as I suspected, it was not good. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> which I mean, you know, everything I had heard about it, and then just and just looking at some stuff didn't look good. But I will say it was kind of cool seeing like some people might interpret this as being like WB's big one big giant commercial or, or or you know or just like a you know one big giant like ready player one like let's throw in all our pro ips in here together but i thought it was kind of cool seeing all this stuff together like they have they throw in like you know a little bit of game of thrones a little bit of harry potter a little bit of dc you know the looney tunes like it's it was pretty cool seeing like all of it all together like there's this isn't really a spoiler because it's in some one of the trailers but there's they they play a big they play the the big basketball game right like like you know mm-hmm. the main like thing and then like in the crowd of people you see like I the Iron Giant and King Kong and like fucking the dudes from Clockwork Orange and like you know the Joker or or not the Joker oh yeah actually the Joker from like you know the Jack Nicholson one and like you know Batman and Robin from the night from the sixties Batman and like you know Penguin from Batman Returns and like all these just like extra side characters like you know spectators you know basically which is i thought that was kind of pennywise and shit like there's so many like you know, basically all of wb's ips that they have are kind of like thrown together here and i was like well you know some people might might see this as like they're just you know this is one big commercial or this is you know fucking you know they're <laughs> this is the end times because they're throwing all their shit together but i'm like i just thought it was kind of cool seeing everything all together um but yeah the movie was not not very good. LeBron is not an actor. He's a, you know, he's 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 one of the best basketball players of all time. But that man is no actor. Um, and uh, and and I think fucking what's his name? Um, uh, why like Don Cheadle? Don Cheadle play plays like the the villain character in this or the antagonist. And I yeah. thought he just must have had the greatest time doing this because he could go as silly and goofy and like as ridiculous as he as he wanted to and um yeah it was uh it was it was a movie which i have now seen i can say that i've seen um do i recommend it not really um <laughs> but uh but it he was sounds so enthusiastic do i recommend well, it nah i mean it's it's not it's not a good movie but like <laughs> but i, I but i will say that at the same time like it is like kind of they do have some fun moments and some pretty cool, uh, like there, there is some like, 
nice little little scenes and moments there, you know, uh, throughout the movie. Like even though it's not good, like it does have it does have its moments. So uh, I'll I'll say that. But that's pretty much all the movies I've been up to or I've been watching. Um, on the TV show front, I finally got to uh, finish True Detective season one. I binged the last four episodes. Uh, and we're done. We're done with season one. Uh, it was a pretty good show. I think uh, McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey, and Woody Harrelson were really good in it. I think McConaughey in particular was really good. Um, which is again not to say that Woody wasn't, but I just I don't know. I just his his performance really was like really really good. Um, to me. Um, okay. But again, Woody Woody was also really good, and just the supporting cast and and the way it ended, I was like shit. I thought. You know, without spoilers here, but like I thought some shit was gonna go one way and then it wasn't. Um, but uh, yeah, it was really good. So uh, now I have to decide which show I'm gonna watch because I don't want to jump into True Detective season two right away because they're not like it's not a show where it's like continuing the same characters. It's like an anthology type of show. So I'm like, I'll take a break. And I've heard that season two of True Detective is not that good anyway. So I'm like, well, I'll, I'll watch it because you know curious but i am not gonna go straight into it so i'm gonna decide or i'm gonna pick another show to watch in the meantime um obviously mando man what an episode can't wait to talk about it next week uh for our next episode here um but yeah that'll be fun and then video game wise i have been playing uh fortnite sons of the forest i finally i beat sir whoop ass on stream when we start a new game tomorrow Played some Valorant and Chivalry 2, and then uh, picked up Conan Exiles again, because I was playing on another uh, friend's server here. Um, And apart from the games I've been playing, I was lucky enough to be able to go on a Disneyland trip this past Thursday. So I finally got the chance to check out, like, the Rise of the Resistance ride, which was really, really cool, and just, you know check it out again because i hadn't been in like a number of years so it was really cool like seeing some stuff again and just you know every time you go you kind of like see what what's changed and what hasn't and all that and it's you know it was uh it was cool but man anytime i go on so anytime i i like do something like that where it's like you're walking around all day my feet are just dying at the end of the yeah, day killing you, know? you yeah yeah i'm like i don't i'm like i'm done i don't that's it I've had enough. You take, let, let you me, take me. A, takes me. Look, I sit a lot. Me and you both. We sit a lot. It takes a lot for me to be able to walk, and my feet not to hurt. It takes months of just walking nonstop. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That was cool getting a chance to go do that. And then this past uh, Saturday, we got to play more Blasters and Bandits, baby. Which I'm like, sure so did. excited. Woo-hoo. So excited for the next episode and. It's been a blast so far. I did totally did not expect the game to go the way it did uh, this past session. You know, going from like, here, I'm going to pick this planet just randomly. I mean, not so randomly, but like, oh, here's this planet. That should be cool. And then fucking, you know, without spoiling anything, because you guys should definitely go watch the VOD or, or the, uh, the the YouTube video of, of the last session over on Josh's channel. But uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty it was pretty crazy. Um, but I'm having a great time, and uh, I, I I can't wait till next uh, next week for uh, the next episode because we are gonna have some things to do. But 
that's pretty much what I've been up to. It's been, uh, you know, it's been fun. It's been good. Um, so yeah, you, you, I believe it is your turn, my friend. All right, for me, um, the one movie I watched is the same one that DT watched, which is I want to eat your pancreas, and I cried. And that's all I'm gonna say. Go watch it. I guess if you wanna have some tea, if you look, I'm a big softy, and the older I get, the softer, I, the softer and rounder I get. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, like when I was young, I would hold my feelings inside, like you're not supposed to do. But now that I'm older, I've learned that it's okay to feel your feelings and to let them out. Then that movie's an emotional movie at times, so. I let my feelings out, and I'm not ashamed of it. Not in the least. Um, I watched Mando, which we will be talking about next week. And I watched a little bit of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I've never watched it. Um, I, and uh, some of our friends have been like, you should watch this in the past. And the Blind Wave guys are, are reacting to it, and... Some of the, like, I think Majin was like, don't worry about season one, just hop into season two, because that's when they kind of get their feet. But what I did was I watched the Blind Wave guys react to season one. That way, I kind of know the characters a little bit, and they're all just giant pieces of shit, which is, I was told that before you start watching it. Um, And uh, so I, I saw their reactions to it, and then I started watching in season two. And uh, it's pretty funny, so I, I'm gonna keep watching it. Uh, I'm, I imagine it won't come up on the show a whole lot, but it's pretty entertaining. Um, terms of games, I've played uh, Cartel Tycoon uh, a lot this past. I feel like I feel like this week took a little bit to get through, but maybe maybe that's just me. It's because my sleep schedule is really weird. Um, and that's pretty fun. Uh, you set up and run your your own drug empire in in this uh, nondescript island on this nondescript. Kind of like um. Did you ever play uh, Tropico DT? Like I've played a little bit of was it Tropico four or five? One of them. I don't remember which one, but I played like a very minuscule amount of one of them. So it's it's a little bit like that. Yeah. Like you you build up and build like this whole industrial empire and you probably start i started off with uh i think i started off with marijuana in the game weed in the game this feels weird to talk about you've set up a drug empire you make money and there's a lot of different products and you can process it's fun uh it's entertaining um so i played a lot of that and then we did Blasters and Bandits, which if you did not watch, if you're not watching Blasters and Bandits over on the Heroes and Fables channel live, you can always watch it on YouTube. But, um, God, you sh- really should, especially if you like Star Wars and you, for some reason, like us, because we're pretty fucking awesome all the time. Let me tell you, uh, it's a lot of fun to play with my friends and I have so much fun doing it and you should definitely check us out because it is the best thing ever to me to be honest it's so much fun yeah i always enjoy i look i look forward to it now every week yeah me too always fun me too and you should definitely check out that latest episode because man 
I'll just tell you, there was there were some bad roles, <laughs> some bad things were happening. <laughs> yeah, it was. You were just the force was not with us, man. But damn, was it fun! Sometimes it's fun when everything goes to shit, you know. Like, <laughs> and that's kind of all I've been up to the past week, man. That's that's it. I, I haven't been up to a whole. I'm trying to get my sleep schedule normalized, but it's in this. It's in a weird state right now. I'm in like this half and half kind of phase where I sleep part of the day and I'm up part of the night. It's weird. Um, but I'll tell you one thing. I'll be staying up tomorrow night for Mando at 3 a.m. on Tuesday. On Wednesday, technically, but Tuesday after midnight. Uh, yeah, that's I'm it. That's sorry. what I've been up to. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. And then next week we get to talk about it fucking finally. So that's going to be fun. Um... That's it. That's all I've been up to. You want to head into the gaming news, bud? Yes, sir. Let's hit that gaming news. We have swapped screens. What do we got? All right. So for the first piece of uh, gaming news, we have uh, a game delay. Uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has been delayed until... February. Um, so it was supposed to originally going to be coming out on May 26th, but now we'll be coming out on February 2nd, 2024. Uh, developer Rocksteady posted a short message on Twitter stating it wants to take the time needed to ensure the best possible experience. So the image says, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League will now launch on 2-2-24. We have made the tough but necessary decision to take the time needed to work on getting the game to the best quality experience for players. Thank you to our amazing community for the continuing support, patience, and understanding. There's much more to share in the months ahead, and we look forward to seeing you in Metropolis next year. So this makes me wonder, remember how months back we had like a showcase of the game where they kind of showed off things and they're like we're doing this and this and it looks you know the the, the gameplay didn't look that exciting like obviously they're not going to be able to change a lot of the game because whatever you know whatever is pretty much in place is kind of be kind of be the same thing we're going to get but what do you think if anything from the feedback that they got from that, do you think they're like, well, well maybe we should, uh, you know, probably work on that a little bit for February? Um, to be honest with you, I'm not really sure what they're looking to change in it. Um, they might add, a, a, maybe change a little bit how some of the characters play to make them a little bit more unique because they all kind of felt similar to each other, maybe. Um, I don't know. Um, I respect them, though, for like they're delaying it like a fucking year almost like it's it's like 10 months or whatever. Um, to to work on it some more, so they obviously are going to change. So they got feedback they didn't like and they want to change it and they obviously care or they wouldn't delay it. They would just release it. So. I don't know, to be honest with you, man. I, I, I don't know how much. 
it's time there's times i wish i was really like more educated in what it take goes into making games like because unfortunately i'm just not like i'm not in that world i, I play video games and i have fun with them but i'm not sure like how much you can change within a certain amount of time like probably more educated people in the industry are so i i don't know um i know in this article it looks like they're they're and there was some uh i don't know if they're gonna change any of the live service stuff i don't know if they're gonna fix the always online requirement some people i think were speculating that that's something that they're gonna take out with this delay I don't know. I don't know. I think they keep the live service stuff. I mean, like this game has been built for that. Um, yeah. With cosmetics. So they I don't see them getting rid of it. They might change it up a little bit. I don't know. Um, but I imagine like the majority of the changes, I feel like would just be gameplay changes, maybe about how like just the characters might be a little bit different from each other. I could be wrong, though. I, I have no clue. What about you, DT? What do you think? Any what, what do you think they'll change, if anything? In, in, or what particular areas, I mean? Yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, I, I also don't think they're going to change too much of the Battle Pass live, you know, uh, live service stuff. I mean, they announced in February that, that was, that's when it was going to be, so. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It's... It's a shame because I was like really looking forward to this game, but a lot of what I've seen is just kind of like not doesn't make me that excited. Like I still want to mm. play it, but I'm not like the level of enthusiasm I had before is not as was, you know. Yeah, I got you. Especially if like this is gonna be one of those games where you have to always be online to play it. Like I think that's bullshit. If you're gonna have a game that you have to always be online to play, even if you're not playing online, why? What, what do what do I what do I need to be online for? Like, like, how does that make any fucking sense? So I hope that I'm, I mean, I hope that's one of the things they changed. You know, even if it's just a small thing like that, like it's that just seems stupid as fuck to me. Yeah, no, I agree. But uh, yeah, well, I guess time will tell. They said they have, uh, you know, they'll be sharing more info within the next few months, and you know, they got till February, so it's definitely, yeah, almost a year. So, uh. Plenty of time, plenty of time for us to see what they what they're gonna be cooking up and changing and all that. So you know, I hope that they do kind of, uh, you know, improve the game to say you know, at least from what we last saw. Cause yeah, I mean the gameplay like you're talking about all, everybody looking the same. I mean it's kind of everybody had a way to like launch themselves up in the air and. You know, I feel like, I don't know, I just, King Shark with a gun just seems ridiculous. Like, why does he need a gun? Like, I get for gameplay reasons, you know, people who play, um, maybe that character I want, are going to want to have something to that has a little reach or, or, or distance. But I'm just like, man, just some of this stuff just doesn't. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see, man. Yeah, we'll see. I guess just have to wait and see. At least they're working on it. Yep. All right. What do we have next, bub? Moving on, we have a uh 
of the last or i guess yeah probably one of the last trailers for uh legend of zelda tears of the kingdom they're calling it official trailer number three so we can go ahead and check that out you may uh, find ready three two one Zelda. We rely on your knight and that legendary sword he carries. Our last line of defense will be Link. Link. Voiced by Maddie Mercer. Yep. Ta -da 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 the theme is pretty high. You are our final hope. Fucking Ghidorah? What the fuck? <laughs> nice. Link. 
must find me. May 12th. So that's like real soon. That is one, two, three, almost, well, almost a little less than a month away. Uh, obviously. So cool. Yeah, cool looks good, for, for it, all it, you Zelda fans. It looks there. like, uh, just improvement on Breath of the Wild, which I mean, it's kind of crazy to even think about because Breath of the Wild was kind of nuts, but this, uh, yeah, it looks just like an improvement in, in every way. Um, which gotcha. it looks, yeah, I mean, it's really cool. I, uh, I won't be able to, unfortunately, I won't be able to play it right away, but uh, I will get it eventually and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll give it a go, you know? Mm -hmm. I really liked Breath of the Wild, so I'll definitely get to the kingdom at some point. Uh, moving on from that, however, we have... Another we have we have actually a couple of trailers here we can uh, get through. So the next one I have here is for Immortals of Avium, which was described. I think I heard it described as Call of Duty with magic. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see what that means here in a second. Uh, if you're ready, I'm ready. Play in three, two, one, go. I remember when this was announced. All we got was a cinematic trailer. So. Hopefully we get a little bit more than that here. It's an EA original. This is Avium. Oh my God! Damn, hit him with that Superman punch. Since we first yeah. learned to use magic, we've waged war over who would control it. Now, only Lucium remains to resist the tyrant of Rashan. Sandrak will eventually be able to block our access to magic. Then oh shit, that's Gina Torres, bro. What yeah, the hell? it is. I thought I knew I recognized the voice. I was like, wait a minute, what? Look at this Sauron ripoff. No, our swords are no match. We need machine gun magic. Let's go. Oh my goodness gracious. That man done got aided by a dragon. Yeah. There's a name for what you are. A Magnus. I want to be an immortal. I want to fight this war as one of you. One of the elite. His voice kind of sounds familiar. She definitely thinks you're going to die. That's why her face looks like that. It's a big lady. I was gonna say, that looked like Brigitte. A little bit. Alright, there there you go. Do, 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 do. All oh, the frames, all the dead frames. They're so <laughs> bad. I mean, that looks cool, but man, they, <laughs> it's a little rough. Okay. Somebody should tell Maj and that lady and Doom are old friends, so. Mm -hmm. Prevent it from killing you. I 
found a child whose new powers could make them a threat to the kingdom I protect. The choice was to either kill you... ...or turn you into a weapon against Rasharn. Option A was to kill me? So that's coming out this year. Mm. July 20th. So this is a... Uh, the way they describe it is, At Mortals of Avium or Avium is a groundbreaking new single-player first-person magic shooter created by Ascendant Studios and released by EA Originals. Experience the story of Jack as he joins an elite order of battle mages to save a world on the edge of abyss. Uh, made by the creators of Call of Duty and Dead Space, Immortals of Avium is set in the original fantasy universe engulfed in magic, rife with the conflict, and on the verge of oblivion. So there you go. A little bit of more information on it. Interesting. All right. Peggy 16. What's next? Next up, we have the launch trailer for um, Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores, which I have yet to play the second game. And this is DLC for the second game, but we'll just check it out here. Uh, Peggy 16, okay. Three, two, one, go. Peggy 16. The enemy is headed south, to the burning shores. Oh. Oh no, Whee! she fell. My people are lost and scattered. What could he possibly want with them? We have to find out, no matter what it takes. Every tribe, every one, is in danger. That is available in like two days. So that is coming out. Soon, soon, soon. Yep. Yippers. Yep, yep. Looks cool, but man, I, I just I haven't played the second game. I really want to play it, but I do not have a PS5, and I do not know if it is available for PS4. I'm, maybe it is. I'm not sure, but yeah, anyway. Looks cool. Uh, What else we got here? We have... Um... Ah, Final Fantasy. So they had a state of play for uh, for the newest. Uh, did you want to do that, or did you want to do the Dead Island trailer first? Uh, yeah, we can do the Dead Island one. Just because I did, I threw that up there just uh, ahead of that because I think the the state of play thing's a little longer. It is, yeah, it is. Yeah, so let's, so, let's yeah, knock we'll, out we'll, this trailer first. We'll do the. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do that first for sure. 
I moved it up because I didn't see the when I put it in here. I didn't see those other trailers because I'm a fucking idiot. So. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's uh, let's check this out, Renny. Yeah, this is the official launch trailer for Dead Island Two, which comes out uh, on Friday. So, yeah, yeah, it, it, this game looks really cool. So let's uh, let's check it out. Three, two, one, go. Oh, hell no. I was trying to fucking help you. <laughs> That's why you don't help people, bro. <laughs> that was pretty funny, though. <laughs> I was expecting him to say that. Say something. Uh, I'm not a zombie. Ah, okay. Immune. Sam, if we're immune, we need to tell the authorities. I hear I'm part of the CDC team in LA. Ah, you don't know shit. Out there, you gotta be a mechanic, medic. Jackie fucking Chan rolled into one. I've seen all the movies. He sent he sent that killer clown to outer space. You know what I'm saying? survival of the human race may depend on the blood in my veins. Yeah, yeah man, no shit. This motherfucker. This motherfucker. <laughs> Bro. Damn. Come on, fuckers. Well, that's that's. Oh, he said the thing. Uh, that's a that editing on that. Although the zombies was crazy, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, this game looks awesome, dude. I, I really want to play it. It looks fun, man. I'm in. Only got one. Also, the who do you voodoo, bitch? Ah, ah. I remember that trailer. Loved it. Cool. Okay. I'm glad I'm glad we watched that because that looks really neat. Yeah. Yeah, look, that looks really, really, really fun. I'm looking forward okay. to playing this eventually because again, I won't be able to play it on Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Money's tight. Uh, now we can move on to the Final Fantasy 16 state of play. This one's like uh, 25 minutes, so we will, probably won't be watching it all. Uh, you should probably watch it on your own anyway. Um, so let's start at, uh, let me see. We'll skip it up a little bit to start off with. Let's go to 40, like, it's 46 seconds, Josh, if you can go up to that. And then we'll watch a little bit there. And then All right, skip I'm it at 46. Up. All right, ready? Three, two, one, go. Captured on PS5, mix the gameplay and in-game cinematics. Target, Shiva's dominant, and only the dominant. 
Focus, Wyvern. You are key to this mission's success. Yes, Sergeant. I said focus, Wyvern! to welcome you to the world of Final Fantasy 16. It's a Moogle! It is, it is, yeah. Final Fantasy series, a sainted franchise with 35 years of history. Yet while this is the 16th mainline title in the series, there's absolutely no need to have played any of the previous games before jumping in. With a fusion of real-time action and RPG features, Final Fantasy 16 has been developed as the first true action RPG in the series. Using the power of the PlayStation 5 to its fullest, the game delivers an expansive, thrilling gameplay experience which we liken to a high-speed roller coaster ride. Alright, if you eat, throw in hands. <laughs> Damn. Oh my god. I, I want the soundtrack for this game. protagonist of our story is Clive Rosfield, and his journey takes place in the realm of Valisthea. We follow the epic tale of Clive, shield of the Grand Duchy of Rosaria, as it unfolds across three distinct periods in our hero's life, his teens, twenties, and thirties. That's cool. Damn. Shit. I'm a. While the story begins with I'm kind of about this already. I don't. I, mean, I don't need to watch this. I'm in already. There he is as a youngin. And thus does the curtain open on this newest Final Fantasy adventure. Man, this is a cool looking area right here. Yeah, it looks cool as shit. That, like castle and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I, actually, I'm kind of with you though. This game looks pretty cool. Like, I don't, I wasn't so sure about it in the beginning, but mm. the more and more I see, I'm like, this looks awesome, dude.
Mage Margins, yeah, he's hyped for this. Hell yeah. Yeah, we were, too, yeah, we were just talking about it. This game looks really cool. This game looks really good, Margin. Added ...and updated as players progress through the main narrative. Lost Wing, North Reach. can be opened at any time, allowing players access cool. to Martha's all manner rest. of locations across... Why did you say that name? Yeah, look at this. It looks beautiful, man. Look at that. Yeah, it looks gorgeous. ...encounter formidable foes and uncover great and wondrous mysteries. Look at that. Wow. That looks so cool. Fucking Helm's Deep, dude. Looks fucking cool. Just walking around the castle and shit, hanging out by this lake. That looks, that looks cool. I'm simple. I'm easy to please. Whoa. It's a chokey bow. Man, this this how, how big is this map, dude? There's like so many locations we can go to. I don't know, but I mean, look at this. There's so many biomes and like cities and towns and castles and. For those of you geez. out there, get, go over to my shop and buy some dice so I can buy this game. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I because uh, your boy wants it. Next, I'd like to talk about the combat of Final Fantasy 16. Here you go, man, combat. All the battles in the game take place in real time and are not turn-based. As Clive progresses through the story, he will learn a wide array of exciting abilities from the icons that he encounters. Now, let's take a moment to admire Clive in action. Damn. Minotaur. Man, this shit looks so cool. Bam, 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 bam. Well, this dude's just a god, man. Like, he's, he's killing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> He's a god, and his name is Clive. Jesus, what the hell is that? The abilities that Clive wields have unique characteristics depending on the icon they are derived from. Players can use ability points I might get it on PS5 margin. I mean, I have the stupid thing. I might as well use it. Upgrade existing ones. I have the capture card if I want to stream anyway, so. Can't decide which iconic ability to unlock or upgrade? No problem. 
you can let the game choose for you. Final Fantasy 16 includes a range of timely accessories to provide support to those players who may not be so skilled at action games, bringing them a truly enjoyable hmm. experience. Oh, that's nice. Players are encouraged to equip Clive with different combinations of these accessories until they find the one that perfectly matches their own playstyle. A combination I can particularly recommend to those who may struggle with action gameplay is the Ring of Timely Focus and the Ring of Timely Strikes. This combination allows players to unleash a wide array of different techniques just by pressing a single attack button, as well as shifting into a window of slow motion whenever Clive is about to be hit by an attack, giving them a little extra time to hit R1 and evade. Alternatively, players could equip an accessory that fully automates evasion. As I said before, I really encourage everyone to discover the combination that works best it's, for them. It's nice that they have that option for people that might not be good at these types of games. So, I'm glad that it's there. That's, that's thoughtful. You know? Yeah. And for those who want to concentrate on the story, don't forget to choose Story Focus Mode before starting a new game. In this mode, timely accessories are automatically equipped from the start, allowing players to immerse themselves in the narrative experience without having to worry too much with the action. That's cool. Can I get the soundtrack too, please, Mr. Narrator guy? Along his journey, who will join him as friends and allies. This place. These are fallen ruins. Well, you didn't think they'd mind. And it keeps the black from our lungs. But how do you survive without magic? Sidolphus, who becomes a mentor to Clive. Jill. <laughs> A friend from Clive's youth. Really Such encounters and reunions will set Clive on a path friend. of great personal growth. It is. Clive. Some of these companions will even accompany Clive on his adventures, fighting alongside him and finding lots to talk about along the way. That said, players will only need to focus on controlling Clive. Party members are fully AI driven, providing support for the hero. I'm fine with constantly that. adapting and responding to his actions. Damn, a displacer beast. They're just pounding that thing. Leave him alone, he's on his back. He can't even defend himself. Oh, and we cannot forget Torgal. You know. A smart, strong, and fiercely loyal hound, Torgal is always by Clive's side. And willing to stand by him in the face of whatever cruel fate may befall them. Hell yeah. Torgal will act of his own accord, but players can also give him. They better not kill that fucking dog and make me cry. 
give this good boy some <gasps> treats every You give him day. treatsies Boy Girls, gotta eat Get her upstairs well, But none will Don't fret about Karen I've taken care of her fee Watch out for the Karens She's the best healer this side of the belt Also, I'm pretty sure we heard that guy in Diablo We've <laughs> heard that guy in a bunch of shit Yeah that voice did not go with that face. <laughs> to me. Hide, hideaway. What? Here in the hideaway, Clive will find a shop where he can purchase new weapons, armor, and consumables such as potions. Blackthorn, a highly skilled blacksmith, works the hideaway's forge. Bring in materials to craft new gear or upgrade existing items. Cool. After upgrading your equipment or unlocking new abilities, try accessing the Arete Stone. Training mode. Here, players can enter a virtual training area outside the bounds of time and space where they are free to refine and practice combos of their very own. Once you're confident in your skills, try your hand at arcade mode and see how your scores stack up against players from around the world. The hideaway is home to a lot of other features as Side well. Quests unlocked. Not only will players discover a variety of side quests here, but they can also view information on quests offered all around Valisthea. That Bianca Bel Air braid. <laughs> I was like, that's because you got some long ass hair. Yeah. It's a Moogle. Auto's counter is now open. Oh, I wasn't expecting you back so soon. Talk of the tea house, huh? Visit the hunt board to gain information on elite marks. Fearsome foes lurking about the realm in desperate need of slaying. The Moogle will be your guide. It's a bounty board. You know, some monster hunter shit now. Right? Oh man, they put Derper in the game? There's also Lorsman Harpocrates, who will unlock Valisthea's secrets as Clive recounts tales of his adventures. Now look at that. What? Good that's cool. Da, 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 da. <laughs> that's cool, man. <laughs> that's pretty funny. To study the tones. <laughs> for another of my lectures and vivian ninetales a scholar and strategist vivian ninetales bro she's a pokemon state of the realm and provide information on key players 
Jill Warwick. There are kinds of interactions and features in the hideaway to help players get even more enjoyment out of their time with Final Fantasy 16. Yes, show us all the environs. I mean, at this point, do you want to just watch the rest of it? Because we're almost done anyway. Yeah, let's just keep it going. Because, I mean, it's like, yeah, we don't even have that much left. So, might as well just watch it all. Night of the Blinding Dawn, huh? He's a big boy. Fafnir. That thing looks cool as shit. We're gonna tap that button. Hit it harder. Damn. Hit him with that right hand. Come on, dog. Fight him. Bite him. Do something. Yeah. So much camera movement. He will, of course, clash with the dominance who wield the power of the icons. It's Hugo. Hugo, it's better not be the guy on the booth. <laughs> They showed a smidge of it, I think, Majin, earlier. Force of the land. Beasts who hold the surrounding lands under their sway. Akashic dragon? What for the name? Mysterious constructs of the fallen. A civilization shrouded Control in Control mode. Aurum Giant. I like the variety of enemies I've seen. There's a lot. Liquid Flame. Oh, that makes me think of a fucking raid fight. I'm just like, this, this, a lot of this reminds me of Elden Ring. Right? We've been prepared for this, DT. <laughs> Somewhat, yeah. And we cannot forget the icons themselves. Experience Infernal Icon. Action combat as Clive takes command of the iconic might coursing through his veins and shatters his very limits. The shining point of Final Fantasy 16, however, has to be the breathtaking icon versus icon battles. Here we go, dude. Battles! This looks nuts, dude. These epic confrontations all play out in real time. Allowing players to control their very own icon with their I own bet, hands. I bet the fucking music for these scenes is nuts. It's gonna be wild, yeah. <laughs> these battles.
battles differ depending on the icon encountered, and every showdown is unique, right down to gameplay. Players will experience everything from a 3D scrolling shooter to a heavyweight wrestling match with devastating attacks that encompass the entire battlefield. These massive scale boss battles are entirely seamless, and I can promise you heart-stopping, controller-gripping excitement. I can't wait for you to get your hands on the game for yourself. Titan, this guy's huge. Oh, that's a big rock. Mega Flare. Precision Dodge. Typhon, huh? I like how E3 just gets in there and just throws hands. <laughs> like, just let's just go. Like a Mutai. Throwing, throwing bows and shit. Jeez, what the hell is that? Titan lost? Titan lost. Wow. There's always a bigger fish, huh? Always a bigger fish, yeah. Oh my goodness. That's a big fucking hand. So everyone, what did you think? Thank you for taking the time to join us today. Final Fantasy Oh, there it is, man. Will be available worldwide on June 22nd, and there's still plenty that we've left. That's coming out on June 22nd, and uh, that's gonna be a game I'm gonna have to wait on because I don't have a PS5. So, hope all you who do it and get it, enjoy it, because that, that looks that looks cool, man. I I, I actually that is a game that I would. I'm going to want to play in the future for sure. Japan's greatest recording artists. That Kenji looks Yonezu, 
Awesome. Still got a lot more in store for you in the coming weeks. Any, any closing thoughts on that, Josh? Or you just like, I want it now. Well, I do want it now. Um, see you again soon. Um, I was just gonna, I was just gonna voice some thoughts. It's like I was wondering if like the big ass kaiju battles, man, are they like when you do them, like the big ones, are they gonna like change the fucking world? Cause like they're just so fucking gigantic, right? Like that's the kind of shit that'll move and remove mountains and, and create oceans type stuff. So I'm kind of curious if, it, if that's going to have any effect or maybe effect, not, yeah. or maybe you get changed into another plane when you're fighting the fucking icons. Right? Like anyway, that those battles look sick. This game looks fucking sick, dude. Like I, I'm excited. I've never even really, other than the MMO really played the final fantasy game. Like Majin, Maja's been trying real hard to get me to play some, some of the ones. He's gotten me some of the pixel remasters, and I'm definitely going to play some of them. And I, and I, I have seven for the PS5, the remake, um, but I haven't got, gotten to it yet. Uh, I may end up just playing... I may just end up doing a whole Final Fantasy. Just We'll play all of this shit in one go, you know? Or maybe not. Who knows? I don't know how long any of this stuff's going to be like. It's uh, it's nutty. It's nutty. Um, I, it's probably a day one. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to scramble up the cash to grab this sum again, if I can, because that that looks sick. Yeah. And I, I thought I'm like, I bet we're gonna end up watching this entire thing, and we did. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I was trying to find a spot to like stop, but it just kept going, dude. Well, you there's know? just too much cool shit. Yeah. That's cool. We can we can move on though. Uh, we watched that whole thing, so enjoy yeah. YouTube. You got the whole re reaction. <laughs> we, you did. In conclusion, that game looks awesome, and uh, yeah, I, I'm. I look forward to the to the time when I get to play it when it comes on PC eventually. So yeah, and and I also haven't played any of the really any of the Final Fantasy games really. I uh I've been wanting to play Final Fantasy VII the remake for that, but I still haven't even gotten a chance to get that either. So there's just there's too many games that I want to play that I just haven't gotten yet, man. We're we're trying to right. make our way slowly through them all. And the next big game I'm gonna be playing is Jedi Survivor, uh, you know, next week or whenever that you know soon, less, a little less than yeah, next week. So uh yeah, but anyway, let's move on. Speaking of uh, Jedi, uh, we have a. Uh, we have a fan VR port for Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Outcast. Now we don't really talk about VR stuff because you know we don't, you know, it's just not, you know, like for me particularly, I don't really have VR, so it doesn't really. Anytime I see VR stuff, it doesn't really, you know, appeal to me or like doesn't. I don't really like. Ooh man, you know, but this VR port, on the other hand. There's a little video uh, below, Josh. Um, All right. We can play which that. we can watch here. This is a fan-made VR port of Jedi Outcast. And anytime I see Star Wars stuff in VR, it's like, man, this is why I would like VR. But anyway, let's check it out. They're calling it JKXR Outcast Jedi Knight 2 VR. So let's check it out. Uh, in three, two, one. Failure as a Jedi has the thon. I know that lizard. 
Look at that reborn. Get out of here. Oh, let's put him in half. Oh, shit. Dismemberment, baby. Yeah. See, something like this is why I would want to play VR, man. Yeah. I have a headset. I've not used it other than like the fiddle to test around with it, so. Man, I remember playing this game for the first time. I loved it. Motion triggered, lightsaber throwing, cool. Yeah, right. Hand, son, you lost your head. Gesture triggered force powers, nice. Oh. Jesus, I, I just I love the dismemberment in this game. You, like you dice motherfuckers up. Proximity triggered scopes. Oh nice. Oh, cool. Lightning! <laughs> like how he lightnings him and then just fucking that's his Chops head off. His head off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no Jedi. I'm just a guy with a lightsaber and a few questions. <laughs> well, there Kyle it is. I, I want Kyle Katarn to come back in. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. So yeah, this is a uh, team beef. Go check them out. And uh, yeah, they're doing doing some cool stuff with that. Uh, with that, uh, you know, VR port of uh, Jedi Outcast, which is cool because even Raven Software left a comment on the video too, which is that that's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, the good work they're doing over there. Even though I don't have VR, that I I just stuff like that is like, man, if I had a VR, that's the type of shit I'd be playing. Mm -hmm. Uh anyway, that's cool. Uh moving on. The final the final piece of gaming news here that we have is a uh bit of news about a new uh new IP for Netflix games. Uh former Halo and Destiny uh, creative director Joseph Staten is going to be working on a brand new AAA multi-platform game and original IP for Netflix games. So Netflix games, as we know, has been, you know, going to been up to some stuff and now they're uh, going to be working on something new. So uh, Staten announces departure from Microsoft uh, today uh, where he served as a senior creative director and head of creative on Halo Infinite earlier this month. Uh, in my in my work life, there's nothing I love more than collaborating with others to build worlds filled with iconic characters, deep mysteries, and endless adventures. Staten said in a tweet about his new role on Netflix. So today, I am thrilled to announce that I've joined Netflix Games as a creative director for a brand new AAA multi-platform game and original IP. Let's go. 
Uh, the hiring of Satin Singles, a key investment from, Net- for Nef- uh, from Netflix for its games division, which last month announced it had 16 games in development and its in-house game studios and 70 in development with, thir- with third-party partners. Uh, Netflix's own game studios include Night School Studio, Boss Fight Entertainment, Next Games, Moonloot, and Spry Fox. Our goal is to develop a broad portfolio of games in different genres and formats because we believe everyone can find joy in games if they discover the one or many that is right for them, said Leanne Loom, Vice President for External Games at Netflix in March. Uh, Staten was a longtime staffer at Bungie and Microsoft, serving as a creative lead responsible for developing the story uh, foundations of of the Halo universe and writing multi-seasonal serial stories and expanded fiction for Destiny as a co-creative lead. Um, So Netflix backed its push, or kicked off its push into gaming in 2021, focusing mainly on mobile games and its original IP, like Stranger Things. Um, But since then, have acquired a number of gaming uh, deal exclusives, bringing titles like Spiritfarer, Terranail, Immortality, uh, Point B and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Turtles Revenge to mobile platforms as part of a regular Netflix subscription. Um, so yeah, they uh, they and as we know, Netflix also has been doing um, you know, game adaptations like you know Arcane and Cuphead show and Cyberpunk Edge Runners and so on. So, and we know that they got the Dragon Age stuff coming up, Pokemon Tomb Raider and Bioshock. So Netflix is really not only just in the game adaptation uh world but they're also in the game creating world so what do you uh what do you think of this news for them josh like finally dipping their toes in the creating games and bringing on board people and you know like we want to have all kinds of games you know yeah i think it's cool i um i think it's cool that uh, or i think it's a smart move rather to grab that guy right like this is a dude that's been a part of two really successful franchises makes sense to grab him up um and more competition is always a good thing in the market for uh for gaming like uh <laughs> it is true though like maja says in the chat 16 games of 12 or stranger things we get fucking a like i feel like <laughs> that's probably true um I'm really kind of curious the, the what it will eventually come of this Netflix uh, push into gaming. I think it's a smart move for them um, to get into it because I, I the way their subscri- subscription fee keeps going up, they're going to bleed customers and going to need a way to make money, right? Like, it sounds shitty, but that's just business. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious to where they go. I mean, keep hiring good people and you'll make good games and you'll have will have success. I mean... They they have the money to invest in this stuff, like it's crazy that it's like here's 16 games in development at in-house studios and here's 70 with third-party partners. Like they're kind of yeah. in on this the game making shit. That's a lot. That's yeah, a that's a, a big investment. You know, like I think it's I think it's a good thing. Yeah. All right, DT. What about you? You got any thoughts on that, or are you ready to move along? No, I'm ready to move along. That was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious as to what kind of, you know, what they're gonna be doing. Cause yeah, it's like, yeah, is it, is it gonna be like, you know, a bunch of original IP stuff, like, like a bunch of Stranger Things and whatnot. I, you know, I would love for them 
to do like a proper Cobra Kai game because yeah, you were reading my brain. I was like, give me, you know, give me a Hogwarts Legacy, but Cobra Kai, <laughs> dude. You know, right? Like, honestly, <laughs> though, honestly, that would be fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> like they've they've done like Cobra Kai games, but they're like, I don't know, they're they're not they're gimmicky. Not, oh, 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 yeah. If if they do what you said, like a like a Hogwarts Legacy Cobra Kai game, that would be fucking cool, man. Hey, that will honestly would be badass. Give so, us yeah. different fighting styles. Let's make our own characters. Give us a story. Let us pick our school. You know, let us fucking. You could go. You could. You could have three different schools, dude. You could. You know, like you. you uh, the spoilers yeah, dude, for Cobra Kai, Kai. Uh, Eagle Eagle Fang, or fucking Miyagi Do. Let's go, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, give me, give me an RPG. Give me fighting skills. Give me Jade Empire, but but Cobra Kai. You know, like let's fucking go. Look, DT, we're geniuses. Go. Hire us, it's Netflix. A... You only hire good people. You got us right here, bro. Just extend. Give exactly. us a check. That's... Give we'll, us a check. We'll, 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 we'll give you. We'll give you the ideas, man. You guys make it happen. All right, come on. Let's mm-hmm. do it. So you you heard it here first, people who who are in charge of this. You know, if you can make a Cobra Kai game. That is half Jade Empire, half Hogwarts Legacy. You are, you guys are gold, man. You'll be printing money. Printing money, I'm telling you. All right. Moving on to the TV news. We got a couple trailers here and a couple of news. Uh, You know, a couple of, uh, you know, things to discuss here. So let's check it out. First thing is we have the official teaser for the Peacock original series, The Continental from the world of John Wick. So let's check it out. Ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. Let's go. I like this song choice. No, 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 So, yeah. That looks interesting. Yeah, I uh, I already had reacted to that. So if you guys want to check out my first uh, initial thoughts on that, you can go check it out on my channel. But um, oh, this comes out this year. Nice. Yeah, it does. It's gonna be a mini series too, so it's gonna be, I believe, only three episodes. You boys got Peacock for the year. Hell yeah, we'll be checking this out. Um, so uh, yeah, it's gonna be uh, very interesting because there's not really a whole lot to uh, go off of here other than like. Here's kind of what we're doing, and you know, in terms of like this is the setting, and and this very very quick glances and shots and and everything. Yeah, but it looks cool. Mm-hmm. I definitely, uh, especially since it's only gonna be like a mini series, you know, it's definitely make, makes it easier to be like, oh yeah, we can, we can check this out. But, uh, yeah. I like that it's going to be, um, I like that it's going to be, uh, what do you call it? 
young Winston seventies, like Continental. It's very gonna be gonna be neat. Yeah, more the the world of John Wick is so interesting. So, building it out even more will make it even cooler. I think. All right. We also have an in production teaser for the Penguin. Penguin coming to us from Max. Uh, so let's uh check this out. So three, two, one, let's go. This this is one of those moments. And you gotta ask yourself, what kind of life do I want? The world ain't built for guys like us. That's why we gotta take whatever we decide as ours. Those combine fell goals right in. Try to push me out. You ain't seen what I can do. If you step out of line, even once, I'll gut you like a goddamn fish. Can you imagine the people saying my name in the streets after you're gone? That would mean something. <laughs> the new kingpin of Gotham. There it is, the Penguin 2024. That looks cool. Want to check that yeah. out? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely about it. I love the Batman movie. Um, this kind of has the same kind of tone and vibe, and like you know the music and everything. So, I am definitely looking forward to checking that out next year when it comes out. I think Colin Farrell's uh, Penguin is really cool. I love the just the whole prosthetic makeup thing that they got going on. I think it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. definitely. One of the better I love his enthusiasm. Like he yeah. really likes playing that character. So I think that's really gonna add to it. Yeah. Um and you guys will notice there at the end that it said Max instead of HBO Max because this will lead us into our next piece of news, which is Oh god H- <laughs> Air Horn. Sorry. Oh Josh is just Josh like, is I was like, what no. happened? I was like, did DT do that? I was like, did he get the soundboard in here already? Like, I was no. like, <laughs> Josh is just very excited about the Max, by HBO Max changing their name to Max, right? That, the that's irony what is, I'm about. not at all. I think it's stupid. Unless you're in the article. Well, HBO Max is going to be renamed Max with the addition of Discovery Plus content, launch date, and pricing revealed. So it's no longer going to be HBO Max. It's just going to be called. Max. Warner Bros. Discovery officially announced Max is a new name of its flagship streamer, looping off or lopping off the HBO part of the name as it mixes in a bag, a big bucket of new content from Discovery Plus and other new original series. The company announced the same change or the name change at the press event uh, this past Wednesday, where it also revealed a slate of upcoming projects. The rebuilt Max on the web, Max.com, is set to launch first in the U.S. on May 23rd. Uh, featuring what the company promises will be an average of more than 40 new titles and TV show seasons every month. Uh, Max is the one to watch. WBD CEO 
David Zaslav said on the stage at the event, featuring thousands of shows and movies on the service for every member of the household. According to the service's website, Max will be available in three different versions. The first two plans align with the existing HBO pricing, and WBD said current HBO customers or HBO Max customers will not see their pricing change for now when the new service debuts. The third tier, Max Ultimate, expands up to four streams and includes 4K content. So the new trio of options are Max Add Lite, which is two concurrent streams, 1080p HD resolution, no offline downloads, 5.1 surround sound quality. Max Add Free, $15.99 a month or $149.99 a year. Two concurrent streams, 1080p HD, full up to 30 offline downloads, 5.1 surround sound quality. And then we have the Max Ultimate Ad Free, four concurrent streams, up to 4K Ultra HD resolution, 100 offline downloads, Dolby Atmos sound quality. Uh, Warner Bros. Discovery in January hiked up the price of HBO Max without ads from $14.99 to $15.99 per month in the U.S., while the ad-supported plan stayed at $9.99 a month. Uh, the, the Max Ultimate tier will have an expanded catalog of content in the 4K HD or 4K Ultra HD, uh, including franchises such as Game of Thrones, The Last of Us, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Dark Knight Trilogy, and more. In addition, Warner Brothers movies released this year and in the future will also be available in 4K UHD when they arrive on Max the following their theatrical windows, the company announced. Uh, why did the company decide to drop HBO from the name? J.B. Perrette, president and CEO of Global Streaming and Games for Warner Brothers Discovery explained the thinking behind the rebranding while saying HBO will be preserved as a brand within the Max fold. We all have HBO and it's a brand that has been built over five decades uh, to stand for edgy, groundbreaking entertainment for adults, Perrette said, but it's not exactly where parents would most eagerly drop off their kids. And yet, Warner Brothers Discovery has some of the be best-known kids' characters, animation, and brands in the industry. Not surprisingly, the category has not met its true potential on HBO Max. At the same time, we also want to honor and embrace where we've come from. Added, Pura added, calling it the most iconic trailblazing brand in entertainment. HBO is not TV, HBO is HBO. It needs to stay that way, which is why we will, we will privilege it in the product experience and also not push it to the breaking point by forcing it to take on full breadth of this new content proposition. And there's a lot of other information on there, but you guys can go read that on your own. Uh, I'm reading this off of Variety's uh, article. So I'd like to get your thoughts on this, Josh, because for me, when I saw this change, I was like, there are so many people out there that would love to have the brand, the branding of HBO to add onto their streaming service. And these guys went from having it a part of the name to taking it off completely. And I think Max, just Max is a stupid ass name for a streaming service, but Take it away, Josh. What are you saying? Sir, you and I are on the same wavelength. I cannot believe that you take your most re recognizable brand, which is HBO, and pull it off and give it the name Max, which, by the way, is the name of other premium channels, a.k.a. Cinemax and Skinemax. <laughs> Joking True. about the Skinemax part. But I right. think it's... I think even his explanation of it is stupid. We weren't hitting those kids' demographics. Fucking what? The kids ain't the ones that fucking pay the bill, motherfucker. I don't understand what you're asking for. You know, like that's 
that is so, that is so stupid. That is the and the name Max is stupid. This whole thing is stupid. I don't understand. I don't understand. It's one of why change it at all? Does it need to be? It didn't need to be changed. It's HBO. That you 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 even say it in your fucking article. We all love HBO, and it's a brand that we built over five decades. Five decades. Five decades, DT. What the fuck kind of... Why would you say that in the fucking article that, that you're explaining why we don't... We're getting rid of it. Because we didn't hit these kids' demographics. It is... I've never heard people that make so much money say such stupid shit. Like, that is absolute the dumbest... Somebody should hire this. This is bad. This is bad writing. We talk about this is bad writing. Whoever Somebody hire Sam Max for this. No. Whoever wrote this. Uh, <laughs> whoever wrote. Whoever told this guy to say this is bad. Um, it is bad writing. Like, I don't know what he was thinking when he said that. But that is that just screams. We all love HBO. And it's a brand that has been built over five decades. Wow, that's such a... You lead with that? What are you thinking? That is just dumb. I don't... I don't... I don't get it. And I, I just, really never thought of HBO Max as like... Or sorry, the HBO brand as edgy or like groundbreaking entertainment for adults. He talks about it like it's a porn channel. Like, huh? <laughs> like it, it's not like that to me. Is that what everybody else got out of HBO? I don't know, man. I, I they have a brand and don't know what the fuck they have. I've never seen that before. Like you gold mine. You're sitting on top of a gold mine and you get rid of it. Give it to me. I tell you, get to me. I'll give you. I'll fucking. I'll take the HBO brand if you don't want it. Wake up, dude. This is going to last like maybe a month or two and then they're going to slap HBO back on there. I guarantee it almost. Anyways, that's my rant. I'm not even ranting. I just think it's stupid. I just think like if you're going to remove HBO, like add something else. Don't just call it Max. Max. Like, that's so stupid. It makes me think of Cinemax. You know, like that's the first thing that popped into my head when I saw it. Also, anyway. the logo that, that I saw looked like... It's just the most basic-looking fucking piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. They probably paid somebody like 200 grand for that logo. My logos look so much better than that. They should have hired Mac. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anyway, we can move on. In, I'm a, done. in other news, <laughs> Max is still, still have some news, man. Uh... uh Harry Potter TV series is officially happening at Max. David Heyman, who produced all eight feature films and talks executive produced the original series based on the books. Uh, series creator J.K. Rowling will executive produce and her insights will be helpful, says HBO boss Casey Bloys, who declined to discuss the controversy over the author's remarks on transgender people. Man, they just ended Alan Park, ain't they? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's official. The Harry Potter TV stage is coming to the streaming service. Uh, Warner Brothers CEO David Zaslav has revealed plans for a live-action TV series based on the controversial author J.K. Rowling's beloved books. 
Zazlab made the announcement on Wednesday when they talked about the rebranding of the streaming service. And uh, the new series hails from Warner Brothers TV and Bronte Film and TV counts. Uh, this is what they had to say about it. They say, we're delighted to give audiences the opportunity to discover Hogwarts in a whole new way, says Casey Bloys, chairman and CEO of HBO and, and Max content. Harry Potter is a cultural phenomenon. It is clear that there is such an enduring love and thirst for the wizarding world in a partnership with Warner Brothers Television and J.K. Rowling. This new Max original series will dive deep into each of the iconic books that fans have continued to enjoy for all of these years. Um, Max's commitment to preserving the integrity of my books is important to me, and I'm looking forward to being part of this new adaptation, which will allow for a degree of depth and detail only afforded by a long-form television series, said Rowling. Uh, a live-action Terry Potter TV series has been in the works since early 2021. Uh, they also said that the Harry Potter TV series budget will uh, commensurate with those of ha uh, House of the Dragon and Game of Thrones. Uh, and it will, it will be that scale or higher, whatever it takes to make it a quality show. Um... They also said the new series will not preclude them from doing other projects in the vast world of Harry Potter. We're free to do anything we want. Some areas we need to do with JK, other areas we have the full ability to go forward. This is a full deployment on the max of Harry Potter. We can still develop other properties. Um, so, yeah, I... Uh, I it doesn't say in this article, but I read that they're supposed to be doing this show is supposed to be like almost kind of like a reboot of the movies, and it's supposed to take like their plan is to make it a ten year show, like it's gonna go over a span of ten years and cover like all the books or whatever. Um, I was trying to find that, but I don't see it in here. But anyway, that's kind of the idea. Um, yeah, that's that's what they're uh, that's 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 what they're doing. Um and uh, yeah, dude did dude didn't have any comment on uh JK's uh you know controversial remarks. Uh which hmm. by the way, hello, I like money, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh but yeah. That's uh that that's that's the news on that. That's so, that's so money, so money, money. Hello, I like money. We can move on. <laughs> Speaking of Game of Thrones, which we talked about in the last uh, article, we have a Dunkin' Egg prequel officially ordered. So again, Max, a lot of announcements. Feels weird calling it Max and not HBO Max, but Max has officially Max. <laughs> officially greenlit another Game of Thrones spinoff, The Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, The Hedge Knight, with author George R.R. Martin on board as series writer and executive producer. The Game of Thrones Empire is expanding once again. Uh, the Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, The Hedge Knight, is a, it will be a new prequel based off George R.R. Martin's popular trio of Dunkin' Egg novellas which chronicle the story of Dunk, future Lord Commander of the Kingsguard, and uh, Sir Duncan the Tall, and Egg, the future King Aegon 
Targaryen as they wander. Uh, Westeros having adventures roughly 100 years before the events of the novels. Uh, the project is second. The second prequel to officially get uh, made following House of the Dragon. So the description reads, essentially before the events of Game of Thrones, two unlikely heroes wandered Westeros. A young, naive, but courageous knight, Sir Duncan the Tall, and his diminutive squire, Egg. Set in an age when the Targaryen line still holds the Iron Throne, the memory of the last dragon has not yet passed from living memory. Great destinies, powerful foes, and dangerous exploits all await these improbable and incomparable friends. Uh, Martin himself will be writing on the show, uh, with the author being an executive producer and writer alongside House of the Dragon producer Ira Parker. Uh, House of the Dragon showrunner Ryan Condal will executive produce alongside Martin's longtime business, business manager Vince Gerardis. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, one of the uh, other things that they're going to be working on. So, another. Game of Thrones prequel. I actually think this is a good move, but I don't want to give them a lot of praise at the moment because Max is stupid and they've done <laughs> everything before this. I feel has been pretty dumb. So <laughs> I think it's a good yeah. move for them to make uh, this into a series. Uh, those, uh, I think those books are or novellas or whatever they fucking are are pretty popular. So it's smart. Yeah, especially with how. Um... How good House of the Dragon has been makes sense. Yeah, sure. Um, cool. Well, we can move on to the next thing, which is uh, we have the full cast of DC's Creature Commandos. Uh, so as we know, Creature Commandos was the first thing that uh, James Gunn announced as a part of his, uh, you know, big announcement oh, a few months ago uh in terms of his plan with uh, the DC universe um so yeah we have the full cast here now so we have are you ready Josh hit me creature commandos will be featuring the talents of Sean Gunn as Weasel which I mean I'm pretty sure he was Weasel in uh Suicide Squad, right? Or the Suicide Squad, I mean. So that he's just coming back as that guy. Who will be joined by Frank Grillo as Rick Flag Sr. Maria Bakalova as Princess Ilana Rostovich. Indira Varma as the bride. Zhao or Zoe Chow as uh Nina Mazurski. Alan Tudyk as Dr. Phosphorus. David Harbour as Eric Frankenstein. Sean Gunn as GI Robot and Steve Agee will be reprising his role as uh, John Economos. So there is our there are our creature commandos, which by the way, if you guys remember, he said that going forward they were gonna cast the people who not only could play these characters or voice these characters, but could also play them in live action. So these are going to be our actors going forward in any live action projects too. So that's pretty cool. I think uh, for the most part, I like these casting or I like, the, I like the casting uh, you know, choices here. Um, so that's pretty cool. 
dig it. Think about it. Yeah. And here's a quick little photo of uh, everybody and who they're playing. Cool. Yeah, I like David Harbour. So, and I like Alan Tudyk, and so do they. So, hell yeah. All right. And the last piece of gaming news that we have here, television or gaming news, television. My bad. <laughs> I was looking at the notes and I read and I read it's it fair. out loud. <laughs> the last piece of news we have here for the TV is we have Wes Chatham. Joining the Ahsoka series, uh, people may recognize him from The Expanse and The Hunger Games, but uh, he's coming back to something sci-fi space related because uh, he's coming to Ahsoka. He'll be playing the right-hand man to Lars Mikkelsen's Admiral Thrawn, Grand Admiral Oops. Thrawn in the series. Um, right-hand man, huh? Yeah. They... Uh, they don't really uh Does more know about this? On she loves this guy. <laughs> I have no idea. Probably not. But uh he's gonna be joining the series and I I think I know who, who the character he's gonna be because I've heard rumors uh of uh of what his character is gonna be and his character was described as being um Thrawn's bodyguard. And his name is going to be Enoch, and he and the look that they have described him being is like pretty much think of you know Destro from uh, GI Joe, think of Destro but golden, and with samurai influences. That's kind of how they describe the look of his character. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Um, but that is our TV news for the week. Television and we news. Know, and we only have a few things here for a uh, movie, so we can get these done very quickly, too. Let's hit it. So, for the uh-huh. movie news, we have a teaser trailer for Marvel Studios' The Marvels, which I already reacted to, and I, Josh did I as did well. I did as well. So you can go check out our first thoughts on that, but we'll watch this as well. Um, so yeah, let's uh check it out here in three, two, one, go. Captain Rambo, what the hell are you doing? Entering the jump point perimeter. I'm gonna get you some readings, Fury. Hello? Hello? <laughs> I also really like Intergalactic as a song choice. Where's Captain Rambo? Powers are entangled. 
I can manipulate light energy. And you, I can totally show you. November. That looks good. Um, That's fun. Yeah. Also, I, I think. Yeah, go, ahead. Sir, go ahead. No, I was just gonna. I was gonna comment something on the trailer, but you go ahead. Say what you're gonna say. I think uh, Kamala is gonna be a nice like contrast to uh, to uh, Monica and uh, and uh, uh, Carol. because uh, yeah. they're obviously a little bit more like, you know serious and and like you know we gotta we gotta get to the bottom of this and what the hell's going on and kamal just having a blast she's having the time of her life like this is this is cool man everything every she, she's she's down with everything apart from goose throwing those tentacles out of his mouth and you know, doing <laughs> kamala, weird shit. Is, kamala is us if we were in the marvel universe that's how excited we'd all be to have powers and be doing shit right <laughs> like that's our character um i was just gonna say it looks like the the lady that they're fighting at the end has a bracer on uh yeah like uh, Kamala has, kind of. And that was just something I noticed while we were also, watching. Also, uh, I know Majin had mentioned this to me as well, but he said uh, that she has, like, kind of the, like, accuser look. Like, you remember Ronan from mm -hmm. uh, Guardians 1? Like, she's maybe another uh, accuser like that, too. So that'd be interesting. And, like, some of the people she was with there obviously definitely look like Ronan. So... Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, 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 he has the same hammer. So, also, I love uh, Monica Rambo's outfit. I know I've said it like a billion times, but her costume, I think, looks the best out of the three. I mean, I, I like all three of them, but I like hers the most. I just like the, the black and the white. I just think it looks fucking sick. Looks fucking sick, dude, sir. I'm so, I'm actually excited for this movie. It, it, it at least the trailer makes it look good, you know, like. So, it got me into it. Probably, probably more than I was before, to be honest. All right. All right. What's next? Next up, we have. Uh, some Deadpool 3 news. So remember last week we were talking about Miranda McCarran maybe coming back? Well, she's coming back, baby. Yeah. She, along with Stefan uh, <laughs> Next time, baby, <laughs> are coming back. So not only are we getting uh, Vanessa, but we're also getting Colossus back as well. Uh, they're going to be bringing the gang back together again. So that, I mean, that that's that's pretty dope. I'm It'll be interesting to have, uh, you know, I imagine. Well, never mind, because we're getting Wolverine back. So I was going to say he 
Colossus would probably be the first one in the MCU again, but no, I mean, we're getting Wolverine and him. And I just, it makes me wonder now then how many other X-Men are we going to be getting in this, you know? Right. If we're getting Wolverine we're getting Colossus, like well, what other X-Men are going to be appearing in this, you know? So that is what I am very curious about. Um, so, yeah. But I like that uh, Morana Bakarin is coming back too. Yeah, me too. Uh, I like her. So that's that's cool. It's good news, especially because we were just be uh, you know just talking about it last time. Like, I do think it's funny we were literally just talking about it, and then yeah. very next week <laughs> more news on it. All right, the last piece of news we have here is also Marvel. We all have just movie news is all Marvel this week. Um, and it is that the the Queen Queen herself is going to be joining Marvel's Blade, Mia Goth, who, as I said, has been establishing herself as a as a big horror talent with last year's X and Pearl is coming into the horror centric side of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as she will be joining Mahershala Ali's uh, Blade film. And honestly, I've been seeing her in a lot of stuff recently. Like, and she's she's gonna be she's gonna kill it in this man. She is going to kill it in this. She's gonna be just awesome. I can't wait. I'm excited for her to be in the MCU with this. So, yeah, I I, I think this is this is great casting. I'm looking forward to seeing who else they cast for this Blade movie because it's shaping up pretty uh, pretty nicely. But that'll do it for our movie news. If you got nothing to add on to that. No, I'm good. I'm good. We can... Uh, you need a break? Or do you just want to uh, keep rolling? I'm good to keep going. Let's, let's just go ahead and roll on in into the... Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon discussion, shall we? Because we watched a movie. We did. It was uh, we had another retro rewind, and this time it was my pick. And we, uh, you know, this is one of those movies that I haven't hadn't seen in a very long time. So I was like, you know what? It's kind of been it's kind of been coming up a lot lately. So let me just go ahead and make that the next uh you know the next pick for me in, in the in the retro rewind and uh how about um before we move in you want to watch the trailer for it together on yeah, the yeah, 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 that yeah, might yeah, be yeah. that might be fun i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna send you a link to the one and we can watch this with you guys and then we can start a discussion on it and if we like it or hated it or whatever on it how about that all right, I'm ready, DT. When you're ready, you just count us down. Three, two, one. Let's go. I like that we watch the trailers for these. Takes me back. Yeah. So this is a trailer to the 2000 film Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. An infinite mystery. A legend was born. The story of a warrior. The woman he loved. 
a daring outlaw. I'm sorry, this narrator's killing me right now. Like, I'm trying really hard not to laugh. Hey, man. Princess destined to become a warrior. That's the early 2000s trailer guy voice. I, man. I know. Sensibility. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That's the trailer. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I hadn't seen this movie in a very long time. Uh, yeah, it had been years since I'd seen this thing. So, there was, I mean, I kind of was like rewatching it. As almost like as if I was watching it for the first time because it had been literally that long since I'd seen it. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I think it was your first time, right? So I think I've, I've growing up when this movie came out in 2000, I was like 10 years old when this movie came out. Um, I think it had come on TV a time or two, but I never watched it. I've seen, I've just like, I've like, it's been on the TV, the television, and you know, you know how it's something to be on television and you just walk by and you see parts of it. It's kind of like yeah. that. I've seen part parts of it, but nothing like. I have no idea what's going on. You know, I wasn't paying attention to any of it. But so yeah, basically, it's basically the first time I've ever seen it. Okay. Did you watch it dubbed or subtitled? I watched it uh, dubbed. Time around, uh, so I watched it subtitled with the ah, with the, interesting. Uh, okay, I'm surprised. I, I, I honest to god, I'm kind of surprised we did that because it's usually the other way. Around. Yeah, hey man, this this makes for a for a, a it's gonna be interesting, yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, like normally, right. yeah, normally I would have, but I don't know, I just I just pressed play and it was already like that. So I was like, whatever, I got you, I got you, okay. Um, so do you like the movie? <laughs> yeah, I like it. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I like just the whole like fantasy kind of like just mysticism kind of with it all, you know, like, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I have a good time with it. I also like it. I liked it a lot. I uh, I actually was not expecting like a love story, and there is like two love stories. Mm. Yeah, in this film. Yep. Uh, and it's a big, kind of like a big plot point, you know. Like I didn't know that. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Gonna say, they, too, then they only give you one. They give you like. <laughs> Two, 
there's two romances in this film. Um, but yeah, I had a good time with it. it, it it's uh, I'd never really seen it. You know what's funny is I've never seen it. And I'm about to spoil the shit out of this movie. If you guys have not watched this movie, fucking I mean, that's go what we're here for, man. I'm going to spoil the shit out of it. I somehow knew Chow Yun-Fat's character dies, but I thought he died at the beginning of the movie. He dies at the end of the movie. Mm. And yeah. I don't know why that was in my head the whole time I watched it, because I've never seen it before. But for some reason, when I started watching this movie, I was like, oh, I know Chow Yun-Fat's character dies. And then he didn't die. And I thought he dies at the beginning of the movie, I think. And then mm. he didn't. And I was like, well, maybe I was wrong. But I wasn't wrong. He dies at the fucking end. At the, very, at the end. At the very end, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was like, don't ask me how I, I, I knew he dies. Because I don't remember that ever being spoiled from me anywhere. I just knew he died. I, I don't know if I've heard it somewhere. Maybe I read something somewhere ages ago. For some reason, it was in my mind that I just I know he's, he's he dies in the movie, and that was like the only thing that was like I knew about this movie. But then I started doubting myself because I thought it was at the start of the movie. <laughs> so I was like, well, I guess I was wrong. But I wasn't wrong, DT. I was correct. I was correct. I was oh, just in the God, wrong place. It. Yeah, it was at the end, not the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I do love like the um, the the kind of not forbidden romance, the romance that these two characters have for each other. Chow Yun Fat's character and Michelle, um, Yeo. yeah. Michelle Yeoh's character. Um, like, which I, another I thing like about this movie kind, of, kind yeah. of romance. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and another thing really quick is like cool seeing Michelle Yeoh before she became like as big as right? she is nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, because now it's like yo, everything everywhere all at once, and you know all this other shit. But this is like, this is a twenty-three-year-old movie, bro. Like this is like way back before she was like, where she's at now. And then like, Chow Yun Fat also like you know he's also you know obviously known back in you know, you know China and all that. But like it was like you know, I think for most people I hear, I think one of the apart from this movie because I think this movie was like the thing that like you know brought him into some of those stuff. But like. You know, I think for a lot of other people, like they may recognize him from like Pirates of the Caribbean or something, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like, you know, here he is doing his thing and in, in something like this, or you know. You know what I've seen him in before? Before I saw him anything else, Bulletproof Monk. Mm. That movie is is not good, but I saw him in it. <laughs> that was like the first thing I ever saw him in was Bulletproof Monk. There's actually a lot of his filmography I haven't seen that I really want to go back and it's watch. Right. Same. Like, like I've been meaning to watch like Hard Boiled and stuff like that. Like I've never seen those. Like I would love to see those. I, uh, yeah. Same. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be checking them out at some point down the line because I, I, I want to watch some of his older stuff. But yeah. Um, and we're just gonna ignore Dragon Ball Evolution because we don't need to watch that. Oh yeah, that, that the end. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's plenty of other stuff to watch, but no, yeah. Uh. I, I yeah I I'm with you though I like the the characters uh you know the uh you know of Shu Shulian and Limu and even like you know Jen was also really cool and and just like another thing I I liked is the whole um like student 
teacher kind of thing. And like, especially with Jen and Jade Fox, like the students are passing the master and like the whole, like, you know, I didn't want to tell you cause you know, like I was always better than you. I was always yeah. going to be better than you. Yeah. Like I'm like, yeah. So like, basically, even as a all kid, that I knew it. Super... Like shit, dude. Like... Yeah. <laughs> like all that was super like, it's just interesting to me. Cause like, mm-hmm. I don't know how often do, do we have stuff like that where it's like, you know, Usually it's like the teacher being like, you know, you have you have a lot to learn and, you know, there's a long way to before you can get to where I'm at. And over here, it's like, no, I've always been better than you, but I just haven't told you because, you know, I was kind of mm-hmm. afraid of what would happen, you know? And it's like, damn. It's crazy. Uh, I like how everybody's just in awe of uh, Chow Yun-Fat's uh, character. Lee. Yeah, L- uh, Lee Moo, yeah. Lee. Limu, yeah. yeah. Um, Limu since, I, since I watched it in the original language, I don't know how to pronounce any of the fucking names correctly in the language that they spoke them in. I just have to use my English version. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, I like that he's such like just a devastating, deadly warrior that everybody's just kind of in awe of him, and like he sh- he shows it like. She's like, if you can get the sword for me in like, was it four moves that that happens toward the end? He's like, he gets it in one. Like this dude is a, a absolute master. Like, could you imagine if he had trained, uh, Jen in uh, this character? Like, she's good, but no matter how good you are, there's always somebody better, and he is just the he's the best in the world. Um, also, the actor that plays Dark Cloud is the fucking doctor in Dune. He plays Dr. Yui in Dune, the new Dune movie. Um, but oh. DT, he's also in Red Cliff, which I've wanted to watch for oh, the longest been, time. Yeah, we're talking about Guys, that one for like forever, yeah. I think we got to watch it at some point, and we'll just break it in half, okay? We don't have to watch it all in one sitting, because that movie is fucking long. But um, he plays Sun Quan in that, and that's a pretty major character. Um What's funny is I was I saw him and I was like I know this dude from something but I can't couldn't place him fucking Dune Doctor Yui I should have fucking known. Um, uh, what's the other things I liked about this movie? Uh, the fight scenes were fantastic. I thought they were great. Um, yeah, I was I gonna thought, ask you how do you feel about yeah. the whole like what the the whole wire work you know fights and, and all that the movement and all that. Uh, so it's. <laughs> I don't hate it, but it just strikes me as a little, a little how floaty they are is a little odd at times, you know? Yeah, like, it's like, like because I'm not used to it, right? Like, I'm not used to that right. type of movement. I don't hate it or anything. It's just like, there they go floating away again, you know? Like, right? <laughs> like they're, they're like skipping on the water, jumping up on the fucking roofs and shit. You're like, oh, they're clearly on a wire, man. But when they, but when they do things like wall run, they're actually, you know, they're actually wall running. They drew in the yeah. and there's times you can tell that they speed things up a little bit. Obviously, they have to. But for the most part, it's like these are the actors. They're doing their own stunts. They, it looks good. The fight scenes look realistic. Um, I, I'm fine with the, the floaty things. I get it. It's it's cool. It's it's meant to be cool. It's just a little odd because you're not kind of used to it because uh, you don't, I don't. I mean, you don't see the little floaties floating away type moves a lot often in the in our world. Right. So. I thought the um, I thought any spe- I thought the special effects any that were there kind of held up because I didn't really notice a whole lot. The biggest one I noticed is one I noticed in that trailer, which is that that one water scene where he's like chasing her across the water that lake, and I'm just like, 
that looks bad, but that's about the only thing, really, that is, like, if I think it stands up. Like, even all these years later, with all the advancements we've made, any special effects in this movie are pretty well done and pretty good. Kind of hold up. At least for me. I don't know about you, DT. Oh, uh, yeah, I think the, the lot of that stuff is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cool. Like, and it's just, like, neat seeing, uh, just older movies like this, you know, and, and like, kind of how they do stuff nowadays and how they did it back then and just, like, I don't know, just seeing the whole, just how it looks and everything, you know? It's pretty mm-hmm. I, um... I wasn't oh, expecting um, a character to be named Jade Fox, and it made me think of Jade Empire because there's a character in Jade Empire that came out in 2005 called, uh, I believe, Silk Fox. And I was like, I bet hmm. they stole the name from this movie <laughs> for that character. <laughs> I bet this was influenced by that. But you were gonna say something, I cut you off. Well, I was just gonna say, say, like a lot of a lot of the you know, even though they use like wire work and stuff, I think they like all the actors did their own stunts. Yeah, and like because even like. Even um, what's her name, Zhang Zi, the actress who plays uh, Jen. Yes, she did not have like uh, like training. Yeah, she's a dancer, but, right, or something. Yeah, I was she was. A, but yeah, but yeah, she was a dancer, so she kind of like used the dance techniques, and in, in her moves to kind of you know dance rather than hey, fight, you know, which is kind of cool, you know. It's kind of like the same thing, especially in movies. Like it's kind of the same yeah, thing. Yeah, because yeah. sure. uh, yeah, it's like choreographed and all that. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. So you're right like they did it's good like them doing their own stunts and stuff like I mean I don't think there's any I don't think there's anything wrong with any of the fight scenes I think they're all good like I don't think I ever really noticed any major flaws which I don't really look for them to be honest but like there's nothing blatant at the very least or, or anything that would show them as like being amateurs at any point um, I think they all look good. Uh, also, I was reading some of the trivia and like Michelle uh, Yo fucking tore her ACL <laughs> shoot it on the really? shooting this movie. Yeah, Damn. really early on a fight sequence, they had to fly her to the United States to have knee surgery. Um, so she had to film non-action scenes until her knee had recovered. Imagine that you're on a movie. It's going to be a big movie, and you just fucking tear your ACL, man. That shit would fucking blow. That would suck, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. All the think, outfits uh, are great. Oh, yeah, the outfits are, are amazing. Um, like, a lot of Jen's outfits are really cool and, and all that, and um uh i was gonna say though another another cool thing about this i think this is still the only movie today that has or that is a martial arts movie that has been nominated for best picture at the oscars i believe so which that is uh pretty pretty dope actually um one of my favorite things about this movie is the whole green green destiny sword i'm like that is just that's some sick ass shit right there. I love that so much. One of my favorite moments involving that sword is uh it gets kidnapped multiple times, returned multiple times, and the poor <laughs> yeah. guys are like, they take it, they leave it, they take it, they leave it. Will somebody please just make up their mind <laughs> or something to that effect? 
And that shit just cracked me up. I'm like, even this guy's getting fed up with how much his sword has been stolen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the sword itself, the the sword is fucking cool. Like, I was like, this looks, yeah, this is a cool that. looking prop. It is, I like how it just cuts through just about anything like butter. But I like how the master fighters know how to fight against it. Like, uh, Lee, Lee is able to fight against it without ever having a weapon destroyed by it for the most part. Now, Michelle Yeoh's character does fight against it and loses multiple weapons against it, but she always fights very effectively against it. And I thought that was like, that's pretty cool that like, of course they'd be able to defend off this thing. They've been around it a long time. They've probably trained with it, especially Lee. I mean, it's his sword. The, uh, but for Michelle Yeoh's character, it's like it makes sense for her to be able to fend this thing off at least somewhat because she's around it a lot and has uh, probably trained against it at some points in the past. Uh, but anybody else that comes across that motherfucker, you can forget it. They'll cut through your weapons like butter, like it is. Man. Definitely a cool weapon. I was like, I want that in D&D. I was like, how can I make this into a D&D weapon? I I'm, I'm listen. So I started thinking about it, you know. I, I'm sure somebody out there has homebrewed it. Yeah, I'm sure they probably ha, have. Yeah, has homebrewed this exact same sword somewhere out there. Vorpal sword. Yeah, I guess, but I don't know. I'd want something a little bit more unique, I guess. Um, the green destiny. Um, but yeah, I just uh. Yeah, I dug it. I also like. How'd you feel about just the movie, like lengthwise? Because for me, I it felt like it, it was it it was paced, and like just like it flowed like really well. Like it, I I didn't I didn't it didn't I, for me it didn't it didn't feel like man, we're still only here and we still have this much left of the movie or anything like that. To me, I was like, yeah, this is this is nice. This so is going, this is flowing good. So what's funny is I accidentally hit my mouse during the course of the movie and I saw how much of the movie had played and I was just like. Wow, they crammed a shitload into that. And not in a bad way. I don't mean in a bad way. I was just like, wow, they really used their time well to get all of this in this movie this early. Because I was like, wow, I still have like most of a movie left. I wasn't even at the halfway point and there was so much had happened that I was like, wow, they really used their time well here. <laughs> like there's no, there's kind of no fat on it, I feel like. Um... Yeah, I think the movie was the, the perfect length. I, I was just like, wow, I, I can't believe how much they crammed into that first, I don't know, 45, 30 minutes. There's just a ton of stuff they do. Um, um, yeah. Uh, I kind of wish they'd explain Jade Fox a little bit more than they do. It's a very mysterious character that kind of kind of shows up, but I don't know shit about them. And then it's like, well, I have to avenge my master that was killed by Jade Fox. And I was like, well, I feel I feel like feel kind of like I missed a scene somewhere, maybe. But I don't think there is one. And I think it is because this movie is based on some books or some novels. And it's like the fourth novel in this in this pentology or something like that. And I'm like, what an odd choice to, to, because these characters I was reading about this is like the, 
Lee and you, uh, Shu, uh, Michelle Yeoh's character is, um, they're like minor characters into until this book, the fourth book, and then they decided just to make this one the movie. I, I don't know why they did that, but I think that's kind of why you <laughs> kind of have this Jade Fox character that you don't know a lot about that is that is out there. Um, also, what'd you think of that cop taking a fucking sword to the head? I was not expecting that. I was oh, like, this damn. is. I was like, this is graphic. I was like, I was like, that makeup's really good on how they hid that thing. That looks real. Yeah, straight in the forehead, right? Boop. Yeah, just just sliced. And I was Off like, oh, they ass. lingered on it. I was like, this is heartbreaking because his daughter's there and she's like holding his yeah. body. And like, I feel like in modern movies, they'll show that, but they'll kind of like cut out the gory part, like the, the head being like messed up. Nope, not in this movie. Straight up, you can see it in there. I was like, will somebody please yank that out of his head? Or will that make it worse? It looks so bad. I don't know. It affected me a little bit. <laughs> uh, They're like, yep, we did it. There it is. Take, take a good look at it. Also, halfway through the movie, I was not expecting to, to flash into the desert for like... I don't even know how long it was. It... I just wasn't expecting. I didn't know that. I didn't even know they went to the desert in this movie. I thought it was all we're floating on tops of buildings and running through trees. I was wrong. I was wrong as fuck. Um. Uh, they throwing a they throwing a few surprises. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like the use. Uh, I uh, I like the use of the gender roles. Like this is obviously, like set in a, a period where like, women obviously don't have like a lot of, freedom in their choices. Um, yeah. uh, or at least in this world. I think you know. that also this is one of those movies that like, you know, was kind of ahead of its time a little bit with that too, right? Because like. Yeah. Nowadays, it's super common for us to have something like this. There are a lot of but strong like, female characters in this movie. Yeah, but then you're like, whoa, like, you know, two of the three main characters, you know, which I would consider to be uh, Chao Yun Fat, Michelle Yeoh, and Zhang Ji, you know, mm -hmm. like, two of them are ladies. And, that's kind of cool, you know, that they're yeah. And I was thinking that's, that's if, the case. If I had seen this movie before we'd done our list, but that they would both be on the you, you got to put her in charge list, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, like our list, uh, because I'd never seen the movies like they weren't on my list, but they would definitely be on the list. I don't know where I put them. Probably pretty fucking high, to be honest. They are really isn't capable. This, isn't that the trouble of fucking like watching and experiencing new things? It's like you think you have a list. But then you're like, wait a minute, I got to find out where they would go because they're also badass and they got to go here somewhere. But where do they go? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like I like those characters, though. I do, too. They're they're really cool. And, <laughs> and also, I think Zhang Ji is gorgeous, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, definitely. Um, 
I was just going to say, I like how they kind of have this kind of sister-like relationship with each other. Um, and then it just goes down as like, you're no sister of mine. They start fucking fighting and shit. And I was like, this is kind of emotional. Like these two characters kind of cared about each other, like family. And then they're just, they're fucking fighting each other. And they are. They're like trying to take the sword away or trying to kill each other. I don't think they were ever really trying to kill each other as much as they're just trying to beat the other into submission. Um, poison is used quite um, common, as a, as a uh, theme. Weapon. Yeah, a common weapon is a, a theme of the film. Like a lot of it is like Obviously, it's it's a weapon, but it's also like something cowards do, and and it's dishonorable, and that's the, the character of like Jade Fox uses this poison as a weapon, and it's like, like even her final words are like, you know, this eight year old girl girl kind of poisoned her with her words of like, of just being better than what Jade Fox could ever be, right? So, it's it's an interesting theme. I had never thought about it. Uh. But yeah, um, Josh is like more more D and D inspiration. Let me write that down real quick. Yeah, I mean it really is like every everything. There's always a lesson to be learned, and there's a lot of lessons in this film, oh, particularly yeah. particularly about uh, with strong female characters, right? And these two characters, one is trying to kind of like break away from what is considered the norm, right? Uh, and then the other one is like tr- trying to pull her back into what is normal and like how far are you gonna go to break away from the norms like are you gonna poison yourself into becoming a murderer and a thief and somebody that steals and and runs away and just fights you know or you know how where do your morals lie ultimately are you gonna dishonor your family and your parents like there's a lot of interesting lessons in here uh, to learn and and storytelling and, and world building, um, and, and I love that it has two very strong female characters that are on the opposite ends of of this uh, the kind of tug of war in 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 that one is in the set role and the other one is trying to break out of the set role kind of, um, and then Michelle Yeoh's character is kind of. Uh, with, uh, with Lee's character, they're kind of stuck in this um, this romance that they they don't want to dishonor their friend that she was engaged to, but they are in love and have kind of always been in love. And it, there's good story, there's good writing and storytelling in here. I love it. Like I love stuff like that. Um, on the surface, it's a martial arts film, but deep when you look deeper, it's a lot more than that at the same time it's it's romance it's it's uh it's uh it's strong characters and and the uh, honor and poison and deceit you know like yeah i also I, you know i know we mentioned this already but i figured you would enjoy the the unexpected romance part of the movie yeah because um, you go into it thinking like, oh it's gonna be martial arts you know it's gonna be you know you kind of have an idea of what it's going to be, but then they throw that in there. And again, not only once, but twice. Mm-hmm. I do like the character of dark cloud. He, uh, 
He's not a creepy ass bandit. I was like, hey, this guy's kind of like walking away. He's letting her bathe. He's singing so she knows where he is and like all this. I was like, hey, he's kind of like that charming rogue type character, you know, like, but he's not a scumbag. Um, like, and then and then he falls in love with her and she falls in love with him. And I just want them to be happy together. But no, she has to go marry this other guy and like, this whole deal. Um Do you have a favorite fight scene, DT? Uh, out of the whole movie, out of all the fights, do you have a favorite? My, my favorite, like set piece or whatever, is um, the one, um, like you know, after Jen arrives at at the uh, um, basically when the two then the two dudes walk up to her, and she's like minding her own business, and she like cuts their fucking shit real quick, and and like. They ask her like, "Oh, are you are you you know related to or familiar with uh, you know uh, Chow Yun Fat's character?" And then like everything that ensues after that, that's like, I'm like, this is this is cool, man. This is awesome. Yeah, the whole um, the end fight. I guess it's the end keep uh, yeah. fight that ends up happening. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I think my favorite one is. Uh, when Jin and, and Michelle Yeoh's character fight fight it out, and they're and she's destroying weapons, and then she's picking up other weapons, and yeah. they're and they're fight. I think that's one of my Go favorite on. fights. And I like that there's a little bit of comedy in it at one point where she picks up this really heavy weapon and can't lift it. She drops it. And I was like, because in my mind, all the way up to that moment, I'm like, she's probably trained with every weapon in here. Look at her just swapping in between. This is so cool. Then <laughs> she picks that thing up and it drops. I was like, oh, like, fuck. It's too heavy. <laughs> she just picked the wrong one this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like that fight scene because it shows the mastery that character has over all these weapons. Like, she's definitely trained with all of them. Um, she's... Uh, and that's another thing I haven't mentioned is like Michelle Yeoh's character is like a head runs a security company like she's like in charge of this whole security bureau thing like that's a pretty strong role for like I feel like a woman in this era would have you know mm-hmm. if it was real life like um, I thought that was pretty cool I, I, did, I wasn't expecting that um uh yeah, what else is there to say, DT? Anything else you want to mention? I said my favorite fight. You said your favorite fight. Um, music's yeah, good. Music's good. Characters are good. Uh, themes and, and just like kind of story and everything. I just, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good movie, man. It's an enjoyable movie. I like, like I said earlier, I like the whole kind of like student and master, you know, kind of students passing the master with jen and, and jade fox and you know you, the wire work kind of is sometimes a little bit funny but like it's you know it's also cool to see at the same time you know yeah like i don't hate it it's just kind of funny to see because you know not used to see yeah. it. um but no yeah i i uh i enjoy i i didn't i enjoyed the movie you know i like i said i hadn't seen this movie and i literally couldn't tell you when the last time was like it's been that long I actually have a lot of movies that are like this too, like particularly like a lot of older like Disney movies and like from the early two, like a lot of the movies that came out like in the early two thousands. I just I haven't seen in like years, man. Mm-hmm. Like literal years. Like there's so much shit that I just have not seen. Um, 
but yeah, no, I, I enjoyed the movie and and like seeing like some of these actors in this. Like obviously, you know, nowadays the the, the biggest one here is Michelle Yeoh and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, but like you know, it makes me want to go back and like I said earlier, want to rewatch some of Chow Yun Fat's old work and you know Ji Zhang and like you know some of these other like obviously you know Chen Cheng Chen who's uh you know uh your boy from Dune and and you know he's in couple other you know red cliff like you said like yeah you know, sun Kwan, out, so man very important character watch some of his uh watch some of his stuff too like you know just yeah makes me want to go back man. and watch some of some of the some of stuff that Listen, i missed out on over the past few years with some if you want to watch red cliff boy you let me know because i'll watch that shit all right we'll break it in half because it's long but i will watch that shit yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 for sure but uh but yeah overall just a good movie and uh it's a good pick. Definitely, you, you can see why, like, you know, people enjoy it so much, even to this day. Like, people still really like love this movie and talk about it, and, and uh, you know, and at the time, like, you know, like I said, it was nominated for fucking best picture, dude. Like, it's it, and it won four Oscars. We haven't even mentioned that. Like, it won four Oscars, so it won best cinematography, best music slash original score, best art direction slash set direction, and then best foreign language film. So. Yeah, and it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Writing, Best Costume, Best Filming, or Film Editing, Film Editing, and then Best Original Song. But yeah, like I said, it won it won four, so not bad for the Academy Awards back in two thousand one. They did did pretty good. I got you. I got you. She pretty good. So yeah, I uh, all right, definitely definitely like the movie and. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, nothing yeah, nothing else to say. Uh no, not really. Um I know some of the characters, uh sorry, some of the actors had to learn languages uh to try to pull off in this movie. Apparently yeah, they all I, three uh, had very different accents. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is I heard that they all had different <laughs> different accents, yeah. So it, for me, I obviously don't notice it, but for the native speakers, they noticed it. I was reading, uh, and it was just kind of like I was reading in some in some like theaters. They had subtitles for like just their language because the, the accents are just so strong. Um, so I found that kind of interesting. Um, oh. I, uh, one thing I read was that there was an actress that was uh, going to play the role of Jin, but her agent turned down the role and like pulled her out of the movie to go star in a like a Pepsi commercial. Oh, and then I was man. like, could you imagine? I would fire that dude. <laughs> I mean, that is like. Bro, I, you have, you'd have to be so fucking mad at, at, at that. You, you take me from I mean, obviously, you don't know. I mean, I don't know how it is to be an actor because I'm not an actor, but like, you know, you have all these projects that some of them you hope are going to be good. Some of them you don't know if they're going to be good, but you hope they are. And and like, you know, you never know what's going to hit the way it does. But imagine like getting offered the role and then not only not only to be in the movie, but get offered the role of Jen. Right. Which Mm -hmm. is like a huge character in the movie. And then like to be in a Pepsi commercial, is that what you said? Yeah, it was like a Pepsi. It says soda, but I think in another article I read it was a Pepsi commercial. A fucking Pepsi commercial, bro. Like, what the hell? 
that would be infuriating dude like you'd have to fire that person on the spot like immediately like that is some shit right there and I, and, it, and it makes me wonder like I'm, I'm sure some of that shit still has to happen this, to this day right like you know you could be in this but we're gonna put you in this instead and it's like why i, I could have been in that you you fucking idiot like <laughs> that sucks dude i that has she has she here's my question who is the actress and what what else has she been in like has she been in anything like damon i else just had the name and i lost it she just fucking like disappear into like you know I think she Smaller was already stuff. kind of like a little bit of a, a prominent actor. Let's see. Oh, um, she was in the transporter. Um, the first one, if you've ever seen that. Uh, transporter and then just a bunch of stuff. I have no idea. If any, I don't know if any of this is good or not, <laughs> to be honest with you, because it's all like it's a lot of Chinese films, um, yeah. but nothing that really um, stands out to me. Um, gotcha. That's fair. I mean, a lot of them are going to be in that kind of stuff anyway. But yeah. I'm just curious because it's like, man, because you imagine like you're, you're never like because this film, I feel like gave opportunities to people to be in other things, you know, but mm-hmm. like 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 it, like it's it's one of this is one of those movies that's like a career changing movie. And like because she didn't get a chance to be in it, it's like how you know she's forever like gonna be, you know. It's just yeah, it's I, not, you're, just, you're not you're not gonna have the same opportunities as you would have had if you were in this. Yeah, I don't think she's like a unknown or anything. I mean, I think she's still like this is a a prominent actress in movies, but 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 it could have added so much more to the career. I would just be like. <laughs> you're fired to that agent to hire somebody yeah. else after that decision. Um, sure. Uh, yeah, I don't really have much more to say on the film. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. And uh, I wasn't expecting a love story. I got a love story. And there's a lot to get out of this movie. So that's kind of all I have to say on it, I think. DT, do you have anything else you want to add? Cool. I, th- I know that there's... Uh... I know that there's a sequel to this movie that <laughs> came out like years later in 2016 and it has uh, Michelle Yeoh again returning as her character. Uh Donnie Yen's in it, Jason Lee Scott's in it, and then our our new our Sabine Wren, Natasha Liu Bordizo's in it too. But uh it's not very good from <laughs> you know. <laughs> it it I, I, I it's apparently it's like one of those like cheap like you know you know how back in the days they'd have like the fucking uh, uh, made the TV kind of movies. It kind of has, I guess, that vibe. I haven't seen it, you know, so I don't know. But, but yeah, so that's that's kind of unfortunate because you know, like I said, it's got Donnie Yen and Natasha and Jason Lee Scott, and it's like you know, Michelle Yeoh came back too for it. So it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Um, it is. But no, yeah, that's uh, I guess that's all. We got to say for that. Um, so yeah, fun. But check it out if you haven't seen it, guys. It's, good it's, fun, it's, it's uh, good. you know, fantasy. You know, if you're, if you're into this kind of stuff, definitely recommend it. Because um, it is a good, good movie. And I mean, I still think like it. You know, 
they did a good job with it because I think it still is good to this day. Like it, it still hits. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's pretty. It holds up. Yeah, it holds up. Holds up very well. Yeah. Good action adventure martial arts film with a little bit of little romance sprinkled in there and some other things. You know, so definitely. All right, that's gonna do it for the show, guys. DTM, I'm gonna throw it over to you. You can say you could goodbyes and all that stuff. So you're up, bud. All right, thank you guys for checking out this uh, episode of the Clockwork Cantina with this month's uh, retro rewind. Uh, it was my choice this time. So next time, next month, it'll be Josh's pick. Um, we'll see what that's gonna be next week. Is the last episode of April, and you you hope you guys are ready because we're gonna be talking the Mandalorian season three, and uh, boy oh boy, boy oh boy, am I excited uh, at that, and yeah, we uh, that'll be the that'll be the last bit of Star Wars live action we have until Ahsoka in August, but we but we have visions coming up. And we have uh, Young Jedi Adventures as well, also dropping on the same day. So I'll be checking those out and letting you guys know. We'll, we'll probably we'll, we'll probably do an episode on Vision season two, right? So yeah, we uh, have it in the uh, <laughs> we have it in the notes. I hope so. We have, okay, yeah. So we'll, 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 we we will be doing that. Okay, yeah, I see it. Um. So yeah, Mandalorian season three. I just gotta remember if you're wearing not. But yeah, that makes, yeah, we definitely sense. are. I think we did one on the first season. Yeah, I don't know. We did for sure. So yeah, so we did. Uh, yeah, but anyway, thanks for watching, everybody. I will see you guys uh, next time. Have a great rest of your evening, your day, and uh, yeah, starting up for me uh, in, in streamwise. We'll be starting a new game until uh, uh, Jedi Survivor. We'll be playing Scars Above, so we'll be starting that tomorrow. But like I said, have a good one, everybody. See you next time. Bye bye. Peace out. Hi guys um thanks for watching the show appreciate all of you that always check out the show and listen to us either on mp3s or watching it on dt's youtube go check out dt's youtube as well because he had some reactions up down over there for some things we watched today um for me i am a dice creator uh 902 dice creations is the etsy shop i run make sure to go check that out if you want to buy some dice I have some that I need to put on the shop. They're purple and gold, baby. I need to put them up there. I haven't put them up yet because I've been lazy with taking photos. Um, so go check that out. Go check out the Heroes and Fables Twitch channel. Uh, we play... It's going to be the Tabletop channel. We play Blasters and Bandits over there on Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. So go follow that channel. But if you don't follow that channel but you still want to see what we've been up to or maybe you missed the first three episodes... They are up on my YouTube, YouTube, Josh 2 and you will find the episodes there, as well as a bunch of reactions that I've done in the past couple of weeks, a lot of Star Wars stuff, my Marvel's reactions on there, uh, Jedi Survivor trailer reactions are on there, and all that stuff. Um, that's going to do her for this show, guys. We'll see you next week with the Mandalorian uh, discussion. I'm sure we will deep dive into that and talk about this season and everything going on there. And what we hope to see in the future. I can't wait. Um, Yeah, that's going to do it. We'll see you next time. Take it easy and bye-bye.